What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. Today's video, I am filming from my car. I don't quite have the time to get into the office. It has just been an amazingly crazy week, a fun week with moving and packing and cleaning and everything. But I did want to take the time to just get something out here for you guys to talk about this current market, the environment that we're in, and actually share with you guys why surprisingly, I have been holding off on making my purchases. I have not been aggressively buying over the past week. I'm really waiting to feel out this market. And hopefully by explaining to you guys my reasoning here, whether you're a beginner, whether you're more advanced, you may resonate with some of that, or you may be able to pick up on some of that and say, hey, that makes sense for me. Because I do think that it can actually be a big mistake, as crazy as it seems. You know, we're always uh, trained and we're always you know, ready to buy the dips. And when it's red, we buy. And that in general, I think is such a great mindset to come into the stock market with. But in a case like today or this week, this is why I've been holding off. And I thought of a kind of strange example here, but it may do a good job of depicting the market that we're in. If anyone's ever taken the time to build a computer, right? You know, you get the different parts and you construct it yourself. I have built two computers. Well, not myself, but I had friends help me build my computers. You can play video games on them. You can do your work on them, uh, editing and whatnot. But nevertheless, one of the components of a computer is what's called the GPU or a graphics uh, a processing unit. A great example of this would be a product from, let's say, NVIDIA. Um, I have in mind uh, a 3080, which is a nice chip that I bought a couple years back. These chips, nevertheless, are in such hot demand right now. And it is very difficult for people that are looking to build their computers because for example, I bought my chip again, right at the beginning of the pandemic, probably for about a thousand dollars. Let's just say ballpark for that one piece of my computer. Nowadays, if you go onto Facebook marketplace, if you go onto Craigslist or wherever you're going to buy these, they are marked up and the prices are so inflated just because of the supply, chain issues and the chip shortages they're just not producing enough and everyone wants to get their hands on this hot commodity these chips what the heck these chips are selling now for two three thousand dollars for one component of your computer a 200 to 300 percent markup from where i bought the 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 chip you know a couple years ago let's call it it's just inflated, right? And if you were to like look at the retail price, I'll put it up on the screen somewhere, it's significantly less than what it is today. Now, if for example, on one of the Facebook marketplace vendors or someone that was selling this chip, they said, hey, I'm doing a 5% sale, save 5% on my chips, come over here and buy my Nvidia GPU. Yes, you are saving 5% off of this inflated price, but you're still paying a grossly, grossly overpriced tag for this specific product or for this specific piece of your computer. Again, if you compare that to the retail price to even a 5%, even a 10% sale, it's still so much more inflated. And that to me tells, it's a very good depiction of what our stock market is currently like. Again, it's great that you are trained to say, hey, the market's down. I want to buy the dip. I want to buy stocks. I want to start loading up the truck. But for me personally, the question I ask myself is, is it the time to do so just yet, right? Is a 2% or a 5% or even a 7% drop uh, in, in, an, in the index, is that warranting me to go out and, and load up the truck? For me, given the state of our market right now, the answer is actually not quite yet. 
and I've been more or less patient to kind of see what's how things play out over this week, maybe over the next week, maybe over the next couple of weeks to see, because you don't want to be that investor that piles in all their money uh, on day one of this red drop if there is a lot more in store. Now, I'm not trying to speculate and time the market that we have a lot more in store, but there are some things that uh, I think, you know, could, it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question that things could get uglier when you factor in things like uh, the Omicron virus and the scares that that's bringing. And we're gonna talk about later the thoughts of, or the potential of uh, interest rates increasing and inflation being higher than, in my opinion, I think it's actually higher than what is stated out there. Again, I'll touch on that towards the end of this video. But where it, what's important to me and what I think is a very good lesson for this video is, well, what stocks do you buy and how do you know when to buy the dip and how more or less to properly buy the dip and navigate these choppy markets? It comes down to identifying a company that you feel is trading at a fair price. If a stock drops 2% or 5% off highs, but is still an inflated stock in general, then you don't buy, then you stay away. Versus a stock, for example, let me give you an example here, okay? If you had two stocks that dropped 40% a piece, so stock A, let's call it a stock like Peloton. So you bought a stock like Peloton, it's down 40%. Or a stock like Rivian, for example, new exciting stock, it's down 40%. On the other hand, you have a company like Visa, a high quality company that is on a downtrend right now. If you look at me and ask, well, what two stocks do, you know, you look at these stocks, how do we behave? Should I be buying more? The fact that I'm 40% down? Should I be holding? Should I be selling? It all depends on the quality and the type of company that you're looking at. If I look at a company like Peloton, which I've never owned and I've never had a care to own, even though we do have a Peloton bike, well, it doesn't really get used, which is maybe one of the reasons why I don't really support the stock, but uh, nevertheless, irrelevant. If a stock like that or Rivian is down 40%, what earnings and what numbers do they have out right now that can justify that drop and justify that this is a time to either add or even to hold on to that stock, right? Rivian is a company that uh, I don't even believe they're selling. They sure as hell don't have earnings because I don't think they're even selling product yet. Or if they are, it's a handful of, uh, of cars or electric vehicles, whatever it is that they, they do produce. Contrast that to another company, like I said, a, a Visa which even if the stock drops 40%, they are still pumping out billions and billions and billions of dollars in earnings and cash flow year after year after year, quarter after quarter after quarter. They're a leader, they're established. What's in store for the future is just, uh, in my opinion, you, you can't even compare these. You can't even put these two in the same sentence. We know that already. I even go as far as putting a company like Alibaba in this exact conversation. And I know this will, you know, turn heads from some people. Um, but an Alibaba or a Tencent, again, these stocks in my portfolio are getting crushed. So I held on to these two shares in my TFSA, just for example, and they alone have dropped even more from the last time I posted a video. Because these companies have the numbers and the earnings to kind of justify why I'm holding these stocks. I'd love to add more. I'm not currently adding more at this point, uh, just for a number of different reasons. Um, with my Alibaba position, for example, um, I'm already actually at the max that I want to invest. And I may have 
been a little aggressive or a little over eager with phasing into my position knowing what i know now would i have loved to spread that out more and held off of course but um hindsight's always 2020 regardless at each of the times i purchased alibaba or a 10 cent just for an example i was happy with the price that i was paying and the reason i say that is i believe that these stocks were at a minimum fairly valued again i still firmly believe that they were actually quite undervalued at the point where i bought them and now we look today they're even deeper and that is the name of the game with investing we can't uh we can't ever you know not have that happen that's what happens sometimes guys the stocks go down and you have to be okay with that hey everybody it's brandon here i'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the canadian stock market don't hesitate to check out our investing academy you can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks trade calls portfolio insights and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys all it takes is one great stock idea or tip and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group if you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Actually, such a fun example that I can think about, it boggles my mind to look back at these data because I was obviously not quite around. Well, I was around at this time, but I was about five years old during the tech crash or the tech wreck when companies like Microsoft and companies like Amazon, which were around at the time, much, much smaller than today, but those shares dropped 90, 95% apiece. Let that sink in for a second. Can you fathom as an investor holding a stock and seeing a stock drop down 90 to 95%? Like, that's hard for me to even picture, right? A 30 to 40% drop in one of my stocks feels huge. A 95% decrease in share price, that is just, that is insane to think about. Now, as we know, Microsoft and Amazon then went on to become like, I mean, as of today, two of the world's most largest and most successful companies. And they have rewarded shareholders tremendously over that holding period. But it's still very possible that shares can come down. It doesn't mean that it's a, a quote unquote bad business or that it was a mistake. Maybe it was a mistake buying in at the peak of a tech bubble. But um, nevertheless, that doesn't discredit certain companies. Now, to look back at that tech crash example, you know, you do hear about the Amazons and the, you know, the Ebays and the, you know, uh, Microsofts, the companies that did make it out of there and thrived. But there were so many other companies like that was just a small fraction of companies. The vast majority of companies like that are no longer around today. They went bankrupt. They went out of business, you know, to learn from that past and to learn from the mistakes that other investors make to put it like into today's form so i can't even talk right now guys it's been a, i've been so busy and just crazy like it's just been crazy but nevertheless i'm still gonna post this video for you guys but to take those lessons from the past and to bring them back today we need to be selective with the companies that we are adding to during these market uh, downturns and if you have a stock that's dropping 5 10 15 20 percent really the two things you have to ask yourself which are hopefully what i'm explaining through this kind of crazy video 
is for one, think about that in the, the, the chip example that I gave you, the GPUs. If I'm buying this stock today, am I buying it because it's down 5% or down 10% and still very inflated? Or am I buying it because I legitimately think this is a reasonably priced asset? And that is a huge differentiator as to how you're going to do as an investor. And if you're going to be successful, again, I look at a company like Alibaba or Tencent right now, and you can feel free to agree or disagree. That's your personal opinion. I think these stocks fall into the undervalued category. Another stock that I'm liking at the moment is Lockheed Martin. And I've talked about that time and time again, but these are certain stocks that regardless of what the share price are doing, I just feel in general, these levels are undervalued versus a company like you know, Rivian, which is just another crazy example to think about. This company's not selling any products yet. This company's not making money. How, how can we, <sighs> is there's a lot of speculation going on there to justify these, these drops. Again, another stock that I'm liking is Visa. Um, I'd love for that stock to come down even further and further and further so we can add more to those companies. But that's thing number one is, are you buying or paying a fair price for that stock? Now, thing number two, which I think is equally as important, if not more, is if things do get worse and if things do get uglier and this is just the you know the tipping point of let's say a bigger market correction or a big uh, market crash how confident are you in the companies that you're selecting that these are going to be the amazons or these are going to be the microsofts that do make it out alive and that are going to be companies that make it out better uh, than than most uh, what's the confidence level there in those quality of companies and you may take a hard look at your portfolio and be like Oh crap, the stock that I own here is like, it, it sucks. Like, why am I holding that stock? This stock sucks, right? You don't want to hold stocks that suck. You don't want to hold companies that suck. And not to paint like a doom and gloom picture, but when the stock market has been volatile like this in the past, it's very difficult to know whether this is a slight little blip, a correction, and we found a bottom, or there's much more in store. And again, to kind of tie back to what I said earlier, just given the, you know, kind of surveying what the what the environment is like right now obviously you have the omicron fears if that if i'm saying that right omicron virus fears that's one i don't think it's as big of it as it needs to be but again i'm not a scientist i don't know maybe it is a a big a, a big thing we'll have to see more importantly than that we have seen the inflation numbers start to pick up higher than we've seen in the past little while from what i believe i think that inflation is actually higher what we're the actual inflation that we're experiencing as people is actually higher than what is stated right now. I don't know about you guys, but I do feel and I do notice on a personal level, I think consumer confidence is going down. I think so. Like I can tell from just the way I'm living, from the way my friends are living, from what I see online, people posting about them struggling to meet, you know, basic life needs and necessities you know grocery bills are going up gas prices are so high real estate's going up i can tell you firsthand about that like that's um no one can afford rent or homes it's just it's crazy and i don't think that the federal reserve or the central banks want to increase rates i think that's actually quite a given that they're going to do everything in their power not to raise rates because um to be flat out honest with you, I don't think they can afford it. Understanding that they have to finance a lot of debt too, the governments do. Uh, I think that they're going to do whatever they can in their power to just say, hold off, hold off, hold off. Let's hope inflation numbers go back down before they actually force, their hands are forced to raise rates. But 
if things persist like this, they may not have a choice, right? And they raise rates, of course, to kind of impact and kind of uh, taper down inflation. That's one of the main reasons why people would go, why they would go as far as doing that. And of course, if that were to happen, well, that's a clear catalyst as to uh, maybe the market dropping even more, right? That's a very, very clear option, uh, a very, very clear um, result of what happens when rates increase is that um, money tends to flow out of the markets and the stock market tends to come down. And it's just, uh, are we in a bubble? Holy, my thoughts are everywhere, but are we in a bubble? Like, I think we've been inf with inflated prices for a long time. You look at any real major metric, uh, I think it's hard to argue with that. I haven't looked at things like the Schiller P in a while, but it's it's quite clear and quite obvious to me that things are inflated. The cryptocurrency market is just going bonkers and NFTs and all the money that's being made in that field. It's just, the money is just too easy right now. Point of the video is this. I don't think it hurts to be a patient investor in a time like right now. And if you are going to be buying stocks, be selective, be very selective with the quality of companies that you buy and the names that you could see yourself holding, even if the shares dropped another 20, 30, 40% from where you buy them. Because if this is the tipping point of the market, who knows, I'm not saying it is, but if it is, you have to be well okay with that. And you need to know I bought this company because it's a great quality company. I didn't just buy it because the share price was going up and down. I got super excited and it's never coming back. Thing number two is that make sure that when you do go out and buy stocks, again, you're not fooling yourself into just looking like a 5% discount off inflated prices. You're actually buying a stock at a fair price. And despite the red, I still believe the it's pretty slim pickings in the markets right now, which is why I haven't done a whole lot of buying. And if there were companies that I were buying, it would just be a handful. But um, yeah, patience really doesn't hurt investors, I don't think, uh, especially just with everything going on. We could see some more choppy waters over the next week or two, maybe longer. And to me as an investor, I'd rather feel that out than deploying all my money up front. Um, yeah. So guys, that is my car video for you guys. Um, I'll watch it back and I'll see whether I decide to post it or not. I know it's been about a week and a bit since I posted. So I do just want to come out here and share, you know, what's up with what's up with you guys? You know, what's up? What's happening? Things are going well. Things are going good. But I just haven't had the time to go in and film as many videos. But hopefully this one does good. Hopefully it resonated with some of you guys. And if it did, you guys can feel free to let me know down in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the video, give it a big thumbs up. If you're watching this and you're not in our academy and you want to be part of our community, you want courses and training, that's that first link down below. Always there. But as always, guys, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.